Hello and welcome to the Worthy Wealthy Women Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Wendy. This is where you'll learn the energetic shifts and the intuitive strategic steps to create the life and six-figure, multiple six-figure business you've always dreamed of. I believe that the key in creating your dream life isn't to become someone else, it's to become the truest version of you and she was born worthy. Ready to manifest magic? Let's get started. Hi, Sarah, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you, especially as you know, we're currently working together and you're one of my private clients. And I just love the work that you do in terms of um, really helping women entrepreneurs and professional tra- professionals like transform their mm. life and their business. So I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, how would you introduce yourself and kind of how you started doing this work? Yeah, so I'm a transformation coach and I really focus on helping women um, to break out of the hustle burnout cycle and into a different cycle, the cycle of their energy and their bodies and really helping them tune into their menstrual cycles Um, to work with more flow and to work with their energy instead of pushing against it, but then also to really unpack some of the beliefs and the core like wounding that makes women feel like they have to push themselves and their bodies to this point of often illness um, and different issues that come up in their families. Like we've all heard of people who um, have relationships suffer or, you know, have no lives because they've put so much into their business. So I really get women out of that paradigm entirely. And it really all started with my own experience of um, a health crisis that came from patterns of overperforming and overachieving um, in my late teens and early 20s. And really realizing that if I kept up like that, like I was honestly on track for an early death. So to me, this is very serious stuff. And um, it's just such an honor to be able to work with women to break them out of that paradigm too, so they can have the fulfilling lives and the health um, and the incredible businesses that they desire. Mm, I, I love this, you know, where, where you're coming from and having like personal experience personally experienced that I'm super curious like what are what are some of the indicators that you've experienced in terms of like noticing that ooh, like this is something something is not going super well here I need to shift something um, and how does that relate to like how you grew up or how people grow up mm, so you mean like in terms of when the overworking is becoming a problem yeah like when you first started to notice that Yeah. Okay. So for my own story, it's interesting because I actually didn't notice it until it was way too late. I um, had lost my own menstrual cycle for a year. And before I realized, wait a minute, maybe this isn't okay. And sort of like told my mom, like, Hey, uh, this is what I've been experiencing. Is this normal? Long story short, we go through a bunch of testing and I find out that along with not having a cycle, I had a severely low, um, severely low blood pressure and an abnormally slow heart rate. So basically what was happening with me was my body 
was slowing down because it could not keep up. It was trying to conserve energy. So that was what I was experiencing. And with other women, I see, um, you know, I've had clients who, I actually have had clients who were misdiagnosed with some sort of mental illness because they um, felt so out of control. And actually it was just because they thought they should be working, be able to work more, but they were already working so much more than like average people, but they thought, oh, I have no energy. What's wrong with me? And then they were misdiagnosed with these issues. What is that like? What do you feel like is that number? Like that's way more than average, like in case anyone's listening and is overworking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's really like I think it it depends on the person, but definitely more than in like a, you know, those like 12 to 16 hour work days that are, you know, every day. I mean, a lot of my clients have been on a seven day a week roller coaster, right? So they're just never taking breaks. And then I've had clients whose hair is falling out or who are also experiencing issues with their hormones because typically, and this is an important sign, if anybody listening has issues with their cycles, that's usually the first vital sign where things show up. Um, so if you feel like, and, and stress is the number one cause of having those hormonal issues. So if you notice that you've had a stressful month or a few stressful months and you're seeing signs in your cycle, either your cycle is missing or it's changed, that's a really big sign from your body. Um, but all of this honestly comes from this pressure that women feel to have to prove themselves. And often it comes from these childhood worthiness wounds I see of like feeling at some point in your life that you are not worthy. And I know you talk about this too, Wendy, which I love, right? Not, you were not worthy just as you are from the, from the beginning. And so instead you have to do something to really prove yourself. And, and it's often like women just ignore, even when they have those health issues, because they get so caught up in like, no, I, I have to be this way. Like, who am I going to be if I'm not performing at this level? They've fully identified as these high achievers and high performers who will push through the pain and who will do things. And there's so much, you know, um, there's so much language in our society that sort of encourages that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The moment you said language, I just thought of that quote. I think it was Kim Kardashian recently said, like, get your ass to work or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is what the media is telling us. And it's like, yeah, like, there is a time and place for you to do work. But um, I've actually experienced something, like, very similar myself, where um, I actually developed, um, like, pain in my right neck. Shoulder was feeling, like, very um, heavy. And, like, Mm. I couldn't even play piano for 20 minutes. Like, my (gasps) arm would start to be really painful. Um, and you know, in my brain, it was like, well, I can't afford to rest because what, like, how would I have any income then? Um, if I'm resting or if I'm like taking two months off to heal my, um, whatever was going on and what ended up happening was like, I was, I was like on and off pain for an entire year. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just so like, so crazy that, you know, we will, think like oh I can't afford to do something for our health or for ourselves because of this external thing that's either going to that we think is going to provide us the income and therefore safety um, Mm -hmm. to prove something to someone else but you know in reality it's like when you 
support yourself first, your income is going to grow. Yes. And not the other way around. <laughs> totally. And also what you were just sharing there was like, oh, I can't afford to take two months off. There's also this um, sign of if you have that kind of black and white thinking that you either go full on or you stop completely. That's also a sign that your brain is not able to function properly because it's in such a high stress mode. Because when we're actually relaxed, we're able to see those compromises, right? So maybe mm -hmm. at the time you didn't really need to take two months off. Maybe you needed just to take one more day a week off or something. Like maybe yeah. you could have done a little thing, but at the time when we're in that stress, we think it's either fully go or fully stop. And if you as a listener have some of that thinking, that's actually a very good indicator that you are in a high stress uh, situation right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Not that, not that experience, but just like all the learning. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think like what you mentioned about like black and white thinking is like, yeah, eventually I got to a point where it's like, okay, well, let me go support myself. I'm going to go find the chiropractor. I'm going to go talk to physiotherapists. I'm going to talk to as many people as I can until we can really figure out what's happening and then commit mm -hmm. and also committing to doing my exercises and going to see the doctor and things like that. And, um, fortunately I haven't had pain in like, I think probably months now, which is really great. Um, but it definitely starts from having that awareness, um, yeah. that we are conditioned, like there's that some conditioning there that is making us, um, overwork. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to overworking and I know like a lot of people may not be aware of what's actually happening. And, you know, in your case, it was like, you weren't really aware until it was pretty late. Yeah. Um, so how can we start to listen to what's actually happening in our body? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think this can be very tricky for, and I'll just make this uh, note firstly, because you know, we hear a lot of these nice quotes about like listening to your body and all of that kind of thing. And I've used that language too. But what I've also realized is when that's so not your reality, it can feel like, what does that mean? Like, how do I do that? I remember for me, I had such a weird relationship with food that like, I didn't even remember what it felt like to feel like hunger, natural hunger and fullness cues because I was just controlling my food so much. And it can be the same with work and exhaustion. We're like almost operating in this constant state of being pretty tired and pretty stressed that we can't even remember what it feels like to be fully rested and then fully energized. So in terms of that whole getting over that whole thing, I think the number one step is just having that self-compassion and really like doing some of that forgiveness work in the beginning where you're just kind of, you know, it may not be easy to suddenly go from someone who is always pushing yourself to then being totally in tune with your body. But something that really helped me was doing little things throughout the day where I was checking in with myself. So like if I was having, um, if it was like lunchtime, I would take a pause and be like, okay, what do I feel like eating? Or if it was, let's say 5 p.m., it was like, okay, am I tired? Why do I feel like I have to keep working? And you can do little things like start putting alarms on your phone that are just about check-ins. Um, I really believe with this kind of work, community and support are very important because when you feel like you are uh, 
just going along with society, it can feel hard when suddenly you're doing something that goes completely against your societal conditioning on your own. It feels like you're fighting a war by yourself. So this is why I so believe in community work and why I've always had group programs in my business because the healing happens so much faster when you find women who are also on the same path. So I think that's um, another big piece of it. And just starting to look through your experience of life and imagining, okay, well, how would I ideally feel when I'm working, when I'm operating my business in my life? And then noticing, are, are there any symptoms that don't fit in with that picture? So do I have, do I get headaches, right? Am I noticing that um, I'm really shaky? Am I noticing I'm always tired? Am I noticing, you know, any little symptoms that come up and start thinking about, okay, what are these things? And you may need to talk to someone to unpack them, just like you did, Wendy, with getting more professional advice, just to unpack them and start to see, okay, where could this be coming from and what can I do to help it? But I think the number one thing is to that I want all women to know there is another way, right? Because sometimes we think there's just no other option. There is. And this is why I, I just love seeing my own client transformations because it just shows that, you know, people who come from this position of thinking that they had would have to be like this forever did end up creating a life and health and a business that is more in alignment with what they desire for themselves. Yeah, I love that. And it's so true about like support and community. I remember when I first started, you know, recognizing that there was, there were moments in my life where I really needed to create that safety for myself and that space and that rest. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, what do you mean? I just sit here and be with myself. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. And you kind of think like, why do I have, like, is, if you think that if you in your head think that everybody else is just working all the time and doing fine, you feel like, well, how come I need to have rest? How come I need this thing? And it's actually when you start going to community and realize, actually, no, everybody's miserable who's working like this. Then you feel that permission, you know? Yeah. I love that. So uh, you mentioned alignment that we got to, you got to build a business and live a life that is aligned and flow. What is your definition of, you know, alignment, flow? Because these words come up a lot in the online space. Yes. Uh, It's so funny. I've been really worked up about this recently because I've noticed this trend where um, I just see different coaches using flow in a way that I don't define it as. And I think it's actually a disservice to people to define it incorrectly. So I'm going to clear up my definition of flow, which is really um, more connected to what we actually see in flow state. So psychologically, flow state is our peak experience of work. And psychologists have determined that um, flow is the core human driver for people to do work. People actually don't just work for money. And that's pretty evident when you think about if you just wanted money, you would do any job, right? You would do any job that would get you money quicker. But why do we choose the jobs or businesses that we have? It's because there's something about that kind of work that feels fulfilling, that feels like we can pour our focus and our energy into, and it feels really good. So for me, when I'm looking at flow, I'm thinking about, okay, what is that state when we feel like our energy and our attention and our focus come together? And how does that relate to the chemicals in our brain and our body? So our neurotransmitters and 
our hormones. What we know is that there are certain hormonal states, for example, where communication and um, conversations and self-promotion feels more in flow. And there are other hormonal states where you actually don't want to talk to anybody. Like I'm sure you've noticed times in your own cycle where you're like, I don't want to talk to people today. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And it's, and it's totally just that it's actually recognizing, okay, when I look at the the patterns in my brain and body, when I look at my own menstrual cycle, or even just my energy throughout the day, um, we know that higher level thinking takes the most brain energy. And that's why most of us after like a certain time at night, we can't really do that really complex thinking anymore. So then how do we design our day so that when our brains can do more of that thinking, we actually plan tasks in that time of the day or in that time of the month when we're thinking of our cycle and then allow ourselves to rest and be more inward in the times of the day and the month when that also feels more natural. Um, So I just love it because it's actually working with your biology. It's not just this floaty idea of flow, which is like, sometimes you're just in flow and it's like, seems so unpredictable, right? It's Mm -hmm. not, it's actually so built into your body. That's amazing. That was like the most comprehensive answer I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Um, and so how does like, how have you seen this in your clients in terms of actually using and understanding their cycle and their flow um, yes. to support their business, increase their revenue, or just like plan tasks in how they do things? Yes, I love this. So a lot of the time at the beginning of our work together, my clients are basically just scheduling things according to um, whatever's coming up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, I have a new client signed on. I'm just going to like schedule my month according to whatever I have to do for the client. And then they'll notice these times when they feel really overwhelmed in their month. And they're like, I wish I didn't have to do this work, but they don't realize at the beginning that there's a connection with their body and what their body really wants them to do at that time. So what I do, number one, is illuminate that in your cycle, when there's this pattern of rising energy and then decreasing energy. So for example, when you are, so obviously we know our periods, usually we're feeling a bit more inward and a little bit more tired. And so one of the first things that a lot of my clients do is they'll either not schedule calls around in that week or in the first couple days of that week, or if they do recurring calls, like they're a coach or something, they'll minimize other tasks in their business during that low energy time so that they can just put their energy into their calls and then rest. Another example is for service providers, photographers, designers, um, making sure when they schedule their their projects, they are doing it with their low energy times in mind. So maybe like, for example, instead of a photographer just doing shoots all month, maybe they try to schedule five shoots in the month when they're most energized, which is usually around ovulation. And actually for just hot tip for people, getting a photo shoot done during your own um, ovulation phase is amazing because your skin naturally has more collagen. So a little hot tip, if you want to have a really banging photo shoot. And then in terms of revenue, what a lot of my clients have done is um, done their promotions and their launches and worked on doing more of the outreach in those phases when they feel most outward. And then what's so beautiful is like people are naturally magnetized to them. Because like I said, when you're in that phase, especially in that ovulation phase, 
the blend of hormones you have at that time makes you more clear and coherent and um, desiring even to just communicate. And so people actually understand you and understand your point more quickly than at other phases. They're like, oh, wait a minute. This makes so much sense. And plus you have that natural just energy and desire. I had a client who um, she just decided to test this out where she scheduled a VIP day during her highest energy phase. And she was like, I wonder what'll happen if I do this instead of just scheduling a VIP day at a random time, I'm going to specifically schedule it for the hormonal phase when I am in my highest energy. So right around ovulation. And she ended up finding it, first of all, that it was so easy to do it. And then because she did so well with it, they actually scheduled her for a five-figure monthly retainer. So I know. And like, you know what? Some people would say, oh, well, maybe that's just because she's good. Maybe if she did it in a different phase, it would have been fine. But the point is she did it during use that energy, funnel it towards something. And then guess what she does when she's in her low energy time? She gets to chill out and not work. Right. So it's like, this is the whole point of it. Actually working with, you know, people say work when you're inspired, rest when you're tired. This is the blueprint to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I love that. I think it's just so, you know, it energetically makes a lot of sense because um, when you desire and when you're naturally desiring to do something, it just comes across so differently. And yep. people are receiving that energy, even if like, even if like visually speaking, there isn't a huge difference. But when we speak and when we interact with people from that energy, it's so different. And I think like for everyone, if you really think back to moments in your life where you just felt super connected, if you will, and present, it was absolutely like, like it just changes how you show up and how you experience um, the things that are going on around you. So I think that's super cool. Yes. Okay. So, you know, it's interesting because when we talk about it, it feels like, okay, I can just go and align this thing to my cycle, align all the tasks that I have to my cycle. How is it like that people will have this information, but then still get caught in patterns of, you know, overworking, burning out, instead of just like easily creating that spacious business that they desire? Totally. So this comes down to really the scarcity mentality of if I'm not working all the hours that I can, I'm going to be missing out on creating money or creating, you know, clients or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think this is challenging for business owners because a lot of the time we really feel like it's all up to us, you know, to make the money, to create the clients. And so, you know, if we work one less hour, it means one less opportunity to actually do that thing. So that's completely though, a mindset shift. Like I know something, Wendy, that you've taught me is we're always giving and receiving. It doesn't mean we have to be creating something new every single day because we always have stuff out there for people to consume and for people to connect with us. So what I've noticed, and, and this is something I actually had a conversation with a past client about this, where she realized that she was just started working so much more efficiently and and suddenly had this space and spaciousness is scary for people right mm-hmm. because then you're being with yourself and you actually have to choose what do i want to do with this time so something that i really encourage people to do is 
get excited about what you will do in your personal life with that extra space so that you're moving towards something, not just away from it, right? We know towards motivation is so much more effective. So if your motivation is just, I want to work less, that's fine, but that might not actually last because then when you get that space, you're going to be like, what do I do with this? I've never had this before. It feels really uncomfortable. So when you first create that vision of, okay, I want to work this number of hours so that I can fill my time with like, you know, connecting with my family, with doing more um, treatments and wellness things that get me back to that state of vital health that I want, that will actually more likely break you out of that hustle burnout cycle because you're moving towards something that you really desire instead of just thinking, oh, I just want to work less. Like that's not very compelling if you don't already have a vision for what you're going to do instead. So I think that when you have that vision, it kind of quiets that scarcity brain that says like, yeah, but then you're just going to have empty space where you could be doing something else. And also think about like a lot of the people we love to follow and that we want to work with. It's because they have really juicy lives as well. (laughs) You know, so just imagine you living your best life and having that be the thing that attracts new people to you because they see you as someone who isn't all we're always working all the time and is actually um, has created an amazing lifestyle for themselves in their businesses. Yeah. And I think that's so important because that's, that's the main reason a lot of us start our businesses, right? To have this type of like life that we desire to create generational income, but also to be able to pursue hobbies. Or um, I remember one of the reasons that I started my business was because you know, with a nine to five, you're like, you get home at six, you start cooking and then <laughs> seven, and then you have to go to the gym or something. And then you have like an hour and a half left yeah. um, of your weekday. Right. So it's like, why would we want to recreate that in, in our business? <laughs> so totally like one of those opportunities to really think about what are other ways that, you know, I want to live my life. What are other ways that I want to create impact? Maybe it's volunteering, maybe it's picking up a hobby, spending more time with family. I think those are really great things to think about of doing with our time and really allowing ourselves to have that easeful, spacious business. And I think there was something that you said about like having time scares us, having space scares us. Mm. It is so true because there's, there's that lack of safety and that's something that's really important for people to develop and, um, know that they're going to be safe no matter what, which means they have the opportunity to pursue the things that they desire rather than mm-hmm. falling back into this um, scarcity mode, as you mentioned, of feeling like they have to work more or do more. Um, and then in the long term, not having, not ha- being able to do the things that they actually want to do as well. Yes, totally. Awesome. So are there any, uh, do you have any other like practical strategies or takeaways that you want to share with the audience? Yeah. I mean, I just want to basically put it out there that if you have, if your curiosity has been sparked um, and you're thinking cycles, periods, like what is all this stuff? Because for some people, it's just so new and they've never thought about that aspect of their life and their body influencing their business. Really start get a period tracker, right? It's, I look, I have some period trackers are not always perfect because our cycles can sometimes change. So they don't always perfectly predict everything, but they do get you familiar with looking at the different phases of your cycle and really starting to notice, 
oh yeah, this week, everything was just easy. And I was writing content, like it was nobody's business. And, oh, and then this week, you know, I just did not want to write a thing. I didn't want to show up on stories, like whatever it is for you and just start noticing. And even after a month, and then even, especially after two months, when you get kind of double the feedback, you'll start to notice for yourself, um, what, what your patterns are, and then you can start to design your business. And I really believe people think always like they have to base their business model on what works for their industry. So if they see coaches coaching every single day, they have to do that. Or if they see service providers, you know, um, running their services in a certain way. But I just want to remind everybody here that the reason you're an entrepreneur is to break the mold and to do something differently. And for, if for you, that's scheduling your week in a way that nobody else does it, amazing, right? Like fantastic. Like one of my clients is an accountant and she actually, she runs a group program. Like how many accountants run group programs? It's not that many, but she loves it. And it's her way to contribute to financial literacy. And she finds that easier than working with more one-on-one clients. So allow yourself to get creative when you start noticing, okay, how do I, how could I actually work with my energy in a way that feels good? Um, I also have a free resource that I know will be linked in the show uh, notes about this. Um, but yeah, so my basically my practical tip is start taking note of your energy. Start taking note of what feels good and what feels hard on a daily and weekly basis. And then start to get curious with really creating something, creating a new schedule, a new reality with you, for yourself rather, um, that, that feels feels good and feels like you actually can do your most impactful work because we need the more impactful work we want to do, the more rest and support we need, right? Think about Olympic athletes. They have coaches, they have to have, you know, more, um, higher calorie meals. Like the more you want to do, the more nourishment you need to do it because the energetic input has to meet the energetic output that we want. So if we want to create big thriving businesses, We need to be ready to receive the support, the nourishment, the rest that allows us to do that. So I think your cycle is a beautiful opportunity for you to recalibrate some things around your life and start to see how could I make sure that I'm doing my most impactful work and that I can ensure the sustainability of my business by working with my energy so that I don't hit burnout because we don't want to hit burnout, right? We don't want to get to a point where we can't do our work anymore, Um, So I think that cycle tracking and even just energy tracking can be so, so potent for that. Awesome. I love all of those tips. And I definitely agree with you on like all of these things. Being an entrepreneur means you get to call the shots. You get to decide what you want to do. And there's so much excitement in that. And sometimes there's a little bit of fear, but you know, that's the whole (laughs) reason why we're here anyways. So I think it's just so important to remember that you get to create your life the way that you desire. So I love all of those tips and the resource um, will be linked in the show notes. And you also have another round of your group program coming up in August, right? That's right. And we already have some spots filling up. So definitely check it out. It's going to be obviously linked as well. It's the link in my bio. And this is when I was talking about support before, like this is the container that will set you up for working with your cycle and in your flow. Because when I started learning about cycle stuff, 
it took me like six years to really integrate all of the knowledge and figure out how to work with it. Cause I was doing it by myself. And like I said, I felt like I was fighting a war on my, on my own. And the women in this program completely shift the way that they do their businesses and the way that they think about their bodies and their health and their energy in six weeks. So I would pay to do six weeks instead of six years any day. I wish I could go back. And, I mean, I don't cause it brought me here, but like Thinking yeah. about how much is packed into six weeks as opposed to six years. It's just, I love running it. It's so exciting. That is awesome. I'm so excited for you and for everyone that's going to go check out the resource as well as your Instagram and really just to learn more from you. Um, so thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Wendy. This was so fun. <laughs> Super fun. And for everyone else, thank you for joining us and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am so excited to hear what you learned, what you're implementing, and your reflections from what we talked about. If you love this episode, do leave a review where you listen to podcasts as it helps more and more people discover the gems in the Wealthy Worthy Women podcast and create their dream lives and businesses. If you have any questions, you can always find me on Instagram at JustAskWendy or join us in the Wealthy Worthy Women Facebook group in the show notes. If you're ready to step into your power and create your next six figures, multiple six figures from a place of joy, embodiment, and excitement, DM me about private coaching, and I will see you in the next episode.